We're already recording. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Turbo, a Soccer Rangers podcast, where I make everybody lose their shit. <laughs> Seriously, who's hosting? I'm Amy, I'm the Pink Ranger. I'm Tyler, I'm the Black Ranger. I'm Cole, I'm the Green Ranger. I'm John, I'm the Guest Ranger. And I guess I'm hosting, I'm Robert, I'm the Red Ranger. And welcome to Christmas! Kind of. Kind of. Before Christmas. Christmas. Pre Christmas. What do you call the day before Christmas? Like pre Christmas? We mean Christmas Eve? Pre Christmas? Well, it's not Christmas Eve. This comes out. This is the. It's the 20. What is it? The 23rd? Yeah. No, it's the 24th. So it is Christmas Eve. Exactly. Yes, that was the whole thing we were talking about, Cole. In the void as pre Christmas. Pre Christmas. Pre Christmas. And the day. And what? So what does that? So what does that make Boxing Day? Post Christmas? Nobody has a fucking Boxing Day. That's not a thing. That's that's definitely a thing. You made it. I don't go. I don't got. I don't have to go to work on on that day, and I still get paid for it. It's Boxing Day. (laughs) Boxing Day is a thing. Look, I know you Canadians like to play hockey and beat each other up, but keep it on the ice. You don't need a boxing day. Well, you know, well you're coming to visit us, so you have to get on the ice. <laughs> no. Yes. I always lose all my teeth. I'm too far from my dentist help. <laughs> <laughs> what, you can't just use a mirror? Yeah, I can totally fix my own teeth. <laughs> With- with whatever I fucking find in a garbage can somewhere. Oh, this will work for dental composite. <laughs> the MacGyver of dentists. <laughs> yes. All right, Rob. So why'd you drag us here? What are we talking all about? Right, all right. Well, somebody uh, gave us a brilliant idea right around Halloween to do a Halloween movie special. Oh, not that my was. idea to give all the kids pencils? I thought that was a pretty brilliant idea. Uh, you know, we tried that. Um, there was a revolt. I'm Small actually children pre- throwing eggs I'm actually, and toilet paper and lighting my house on fire. So no, no, that was. I'm actually pretty sure I I, I saw a charity at one point it was literally to buy pencils for students. I shouldn't have pre-sharpened those Halloween pencils. I just gave them ammo, Rob. I'm so sorry. Yes, yes you did. <laughs> I I still have a few holes in me because of that. Also, lead poisoning. <laughs> so, uh, where, did, where the hell did you get pencils with actual lead in them? Though, but Amy, by the way, only the best <laughs> for those trick or treaters, those ungrateful ingrates. <laughs> ungrateful. You could you could have gone with just simple graphite pencils, but no, you actually had to dig up actual lead pencils. Well, it helps that you went to the penny store, you know, which hasn't been popular since like 1903. Yeah, no wonder they still have stock. Yep. <clears throat> I have stock. In my stocking, sometimes I will get a Christmas DVD. Let's talk about mm-hmm. Christmas movies. Some of our favorite movies that are new or old that just get us into the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call the Pink Ranger. St- uh, get get the fuck along. <laughs> the Pink uh, Ranger segue available segue, in pink, on. rose, light pink, and fuchsia. <laughs> <laughs> um, Coming soon to our. God, what the fuck is the name of that shop? Never mind. That joke's not going anywhere. <laughs> the unnamed and unfunny joke uh, store. The yeah, we'll go with that. Store front. Yes, sure. Uh, so I'm going to say my favorite Christmas movie is mm-hmm. uh, The Year Without a Santa Claus. I love the stop motion Rankin Bass. That yes. one and Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I I love stop motion. Um, I'm a, like old Tim Burton's amazing to me. Uh, like the little emo kid I am. Uh, but it's just it's so much work that they put into it, and the songs are my jam. And it is taking every fiber of restraint I hold in my little body to not sing the Heat Miser Freeze Miser song. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm but... Gotta go there a little bit. I, 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 I thought about it. It's like, no, literally, we will get off track and just continue to um, get copyright strikes the entire time. Yes. Right. Anyway, let's just put one foot in front of the other and get on with them. <laughs> 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 yeah, those are my favorite. I make a tradition of watching them every year. I've not yet watched them this year, uh, mm-hmm. but I will. And mm-hmm. uh, my other one is 
I, I love Elf. I like smiling. Mm. Smiling's my favorite. There's something like I laugh harder at a different part every time in that movie. Like I always forget about some detail and then I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's just so pure. Like I just love it. Those are that, my favorites. Elf is a really magical film because I can't say there's very many Christmas movies that have come out in the last really 30 years that have had staying power. And Elf has actually managed to break that trend. I love it. And it's still memes all the time. Everybody loves that buddy it, film. It, it does. No, but it's like I've never said, watched it. I've never, I can't bring myself to watch the whole thing. Why not? I want, I get to, I get I, I've tried. Trust me, I, this, this one I've actually tried. I've made it past the intro sequence. Um, what kind I've of made, heartless creature are you that you I've don't made love it to, Elf? Like the furthest I've ever made in that film is. I've made it through the first part of the film until he gets to New York and then he in his dad's office and he's like I'm your son and that's what I've stopped just because it's so fucking bad in my opinion can we edit all of this out uh, don't worry I'm going to go and delete anything that's going to get a fireball hear something so incorrect fake news yeah. No, it's not fake news because I just not a fan. Can you just put a censor beep over anybody saying they're not a fan of Elf? Hi, everybody. It's me, the other other guy in the red suit, here to bring you a little Christmas cheer. Now, Cole has said some offensive things, saying that he doesn't like Elf, generally misunderstanding the whole point of Christmas, saying that butter cookies are better than gingerbread. What a terrible thing. So from now on, when he says something really, 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 add an infinity symbol on there. Yep, I think that should go and do it. Throw a couple of stones in there for good measure. Whenever he says something stupid, we're just going to play the audio from his dumbest admission ever. I hope you enjoy. This has been the other other guy in the red suit saying, Merry fucking Christmas, you filthy animal. I want to f*** Matt Damon. My my favorite Christmas film mm-hmm. is The Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm. That's a good one. That's This is cool. You and I actually have a same favorite then. <laughs> yes, Muppet Christmas Carol has always been one of my favorites. I adore it. I've always been a huge fan of the Jim Henson um, creations, and this is being one of them just because it gets goes so out there. It That was such a great movie. It captured the spirit of the original. It didn't just feel like a rehash the same thing. It put the Muppet spin on it. And it's such a great love letter to Jim Henson, who had died a couple of years beforehand. Mm-hmm. This was the first theatrical film release for the Muppets and the first with Brian Henson, his son, as the director. I thought, I thought, Fra- I thought Frank was the one who directed this one. No, he didn't. No, it's Brian Henson that directed this one. Okay. Now, I believe that Frank produced it. I could be wrong on that, but I that do know been, that, that might have been it. what it was. I'll look it up real quick here. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, because yeah, this was this was Brian Henson's love child. Yeah, I I absolutely love this film. Uh, the Ghost of Christmas Present is maybe my favorite version oh, ever released. That is such a good character. It's, it's two guys in a Muppet suit, and I just love him. Was it I am two? Sad I thought it was go. just one. No, there's two guys in there. Uh, but yes, my other favorite film, and I'm just because I only have two, or favorite <laughs> films, I guess there's technically yeah. three, yeah, yeah. Um, is the Home Alone, ser- Home Alone series. Yes, Kevin! <laughs> Which is Kevin? funny because actually the, he actually just did um, an ad for Google Home. I saw well, that. He's all over the place. He did the thing with the angry video game nerd. So yeah. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that was awesome. And then yeah, he, he went and played uh, one of the games with uh, Mike Matei and uh, James Rolfe. Yeah. Uh, he did the Google Home ad. And he's got like two good. businesses he just launched. Yeah, he's been, it was funny. He disappeared for about 15 years and mm-hmm. was in a band and he was touring the cut, touring the world. Him? He was his, in a band? His band. Yeah. Do you and know who then, else was in a band? Um, uh, Frankie Muniz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's in a band too. And he's also a race car driver. I'm like, yeah. Okay, so I didn't know that. I knew he, he was, was yeah, a race car driver. I just didn't know yeah. he was a race car driver. 
Yeah, he went. He was doing that before he was in a band. He was basically went from acting to race car driver to, to a band. band. Okay, it's like, huh, Frankie. I get. I guess I have to ask one little question because I think we all know on how good, especially the first Home Alone is. Mm-hmm. Home Alone two better than the first one. Really, you're on that. Yeah. You're on that. Side I'm, of on, fence. I'm, I'm on. I'm on even footing. I'm on even footing. I like them both, mm-hmm. about equally. I personally just think I I personally I saw the second one before I saw the first one. Really? I was, yeah, because I, I never I, saw the first you know, one until a few years after the second one. And I oh, saw man. the second one way more times. So I didn't see the first one until I was like an. I, like, I've I've seen the first one way more times. It's the second one I've seen very little. Like yeah, the the second the the scene that still stands out to the most to me when I think of Home Alone is literally the hotel scene <laughs> where. He uses his dad's credit card to get himself a hotel room. And then he's like, and literally plays the film on like the, um, the scar, the Scarface thing. Merry Christmas, the filthy animal. <laughs> and a happy new year. <laughs> and a happy new year. I, yeah, that's, that's one. I, um, I don't like it as much as the first, but I will say I watched it last year. And I found myself appreciating it much more as an adult than I did as a kid. Also, I have one irrefutable reason why it's better than the first one. Two Tim words. Curry. God damn it, you know me too well. <laughs> no, that's actually what I mean, though, that as a kid, I did not appreciate Tim Curry's character as much as I do as an adult. Because just some of the comments that are made with him in the room, it's just like, this works just because it's him. If you took these lines and applied it to any other actor, it would not work as well. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I adore the Tim Curry part of the film. Um, the last bit with the uh, with the robbers is not it's not as good as the first, but it's, yeah. it's it's still I consider it to still be a good film. I don't understand why there's so many people that hate that movie. It's a rehash of the first, but it does take some liberties with it that work. So I put it in a good category. Hmm. What about Home Alone 3, though? <laughs> I mean, by direct uh, home video standards, it's uh, actually pretty <laughs> I good. By that standard. <laughs> I forgot there was a Home Alone 3, to be totally honest. I found out like two years ago that there's a 4 and a 5. <laughs> what? No yeah. joke. There is. Mm-hmm. Those yeah, ones are like even less... No, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's only funny. one other. Yeah, sorry. It was funny because right after he did Home Alone, he was in The Good Son. So mm-hmm. after you watch Kevin doing all these hijinks and crazy stuff, you see The Good Son, which is about a psychopathic child trying to kill somebody. Uh, but it looks like just Kevin up to his antics again. It's just funny <laughs> how like typecasting is true even for child roles. You're like, oh, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, going from there though, um, there's only one other, like two other things that I can consider my how my Christmas films. Um, the next one is, of course, the classic animated Doctor Seuss, mm-hmm. um, yep. the Grinch who stole Christmas. Not saying that the Jim Carrey one was bad. I personally like the original better. Mm-hmm. Um, but the two, the second one, the last one that I kind of always like. I think I watched for several years was, uh, was, what was the name? What was it? The Santa Claus. Mm. The Tim, uh, the Tim, Allen, Tim Allen, the Tim Allen film. Oh, the kid in that is such a little shit. Oh yeah. I, I fucking hated that kid. That was the only thing I hated about that fucking film. It makes it borderline unwatchable. If you don't have the nostalgia to it, you're like, yeah. you're in time out. You little piece of fuck. Damn. Yeah, no, I. But yeah, th- what a man like this is the title for the the, the show is like when a man inadvertently kills Santa on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. he has to take over. What? Well, they yeah. came out with more than one of those. There's two, uh, three. There, there's three, three of them in total. Yeah. God, what is it? There's the second one. Is does he have to get to get the girl in the second one or the third? Yeah, one? yeah you got to get the girl in the second it. one, and then then it's... Jack. Then he has to fight Jack Frost in the third one. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's basically, basically, it's a wonderful life in Santa Claus, and it does not work somehow. 
Which one? The third one or the second the third one? The third one. The third one. Yeah. Because the third one is like, the starts off as like, Mrs. Claus is having her kid. Nope. No, she's not. <laughs> like, literally, yeah. that's how the whole thing at the beginning of the, of the show starts. It's like, yeah. okay, whatever. First mm. one, great with a few criticisms. Second one is boringly inoffensive. The third one is just a dumpster fire. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It's, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's movies. It's a lot of rather watch from Tim Allen Christmas with the Cranks or the Santa Claus? Christmas with the Cranks. Santa I've never Claus. seen Christmas with the Cranks. Neither have I. Fairly mediocre. It's oh, okay. that is the weirdest movie to me because, well, I can't say at the end of it, I found myself necessarily liking it. I couldn't stop watching it either. I was weirdly fascinated by it. I love hijinks. I love yeah. slapstick. I love physical comedy. I feel like it's a lost art. And yeah. a lot of people can't do it. Like, you think it's really easy. Just look goofy. I think Brandon Fraser trying to be goofy in, uh, oh, what the fuck was that movie called? Anything with uh, Brandon Fraser is good. Anything with, well, no, not when he tries to do goofy physical comedy. It doesn't work. What did you do, Goofy? What are we talking about? No, he's talking about like Dudley Do Right or Dudley Do Right was great. I love the movie. Yeah, not the Looney Tunes one. Oh shit! They were just talking about it on a thing I was watching. It wasn't the second Looney Tunes movie. That movie was just bad to begin with, though. I don't know that one. That one I give a little bit of weird credit. It was. It was a Looney Tunes movie. Like when it was Looney Tunes, it worked. Yeah, Uh, it just had a horrible live action combination in there. Yeah, he did also play himself, and when that he played himself, he was a pompous character. So, because he was yeah. supposed to, his character is playing was like a stunt double for himself. Yeah. So he was a good guy, but then when you actually meet him, when he plays himself, he's just like a pompous character, yeah. which is kind of, yeah, kind of funny. I don't know. It, exactly. that was just... I mean, I still think that his best role ever was in George of the Jungle, but that's just me personally. <laughs> that movie, uh, Looney Tunes movie, also had Dana Carvey in it too. For yeah. For Revengeance, the movie I'm talking about that's super awkward. Oh, I, I have not he seen that one. beat up by animals the whole time, and it's he really does. uncomfortable, and he does not do physical comedy well. He does action well. Yeah. He does. Most of the movies are physical comedy, though. I don't think he does it well. Hmm. I mean, you know, not everyone can. It's fine. Yeah, well, what... And he's not the when only When you talk one. about physical comedy, are we talking about, like, real slapstick stuff? Or are we talking about over-the-top movements like uh like Jim Carrey or Ernest? Those are kind of okay, the okay. physical comedy. Okay, I, I, I get where you're coming from, and okay, I can I can get along with that side of things on he's there. not at that level, and it's it's an art to do physical yeah. comedy correctly. Yeah. Did you just bring up Ernest? I did. Are you proud of me? I'm proud of you. I just, Ernest watched, I just started watching Ernest movies this year. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just remembered of another rather well-known Christmas movie, and I forgot about it. It's not one of my favorites or anything. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the stupid name. It's a series well, of. I, I'll, I'll just keep t- before you interrupt me. I'll yeah, yeah, no, just Ernest uh, says Christmas was the segue I was going there for Cole, but thank you for sorry bringing that up. <laughs> For a movie that you still don't remember what it is, you, but you had to let us know about it. So now I've lost the tangent. I've got nowhere to go with it because it was Ernest Saves Christmas, which is actually not one of my favorite Ernest films. I think yeah. there are better Ernest films than that one, but it is still uh, it's one of the early Ernest films. And he saves Christmas. That's all I got now. It's, I got it's, all the hype's gone out of it. Thanks, Cole. I want to f- Matt Damon. Thanks, Cole. <laughs> Jeez. She's and Amy walked away, and this is she actually watched this movie, so she knows. But now, now we got nothing. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that is just that's, that's sad. None of you have brought up a Christmas story yet. I, oh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> can I voice the unpopular what, opinion what, in the room? What was that reaction? Okay, let's, I let's not hear it. Like that one. There's two versions. Cole, do you seen. hate it because the main character? I don't know. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's an okay film. The elf in elf. 
You hate it no. because they're the same character. No. I right. never said I hated a Christmas story. You you said you hated Elf. I want to f*** Matt Damon. But yeah, a Christmas, a Christmas story is a good film. You I've actually seen, I've seen the movie, but I've also seen the... the um, did either any of you guys watch the like the acted version, the live acted version that they they put on TV like last year? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. For that was pretty story. good, too. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, they did it on the lot in, 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 in uh, California. Yeah. Huh. Fox was trying last year to do a lot of uh, live action performance pieces. So they did one of the Passion. They did one of Rocky Horror Picture Show. They did that. They did I remember movies. the Rocky Horror Picture Show one. Yeah. So. Huh. Well, yeah, they did the. Ex- they also did Hairspray and they've also done. Huh. Forgot about Hairspray. Yeah. It was interesting. Oh, by the way, did you know that apparently Rocky Four is considered a Christmas film? Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> wow. Because we already, we already have Die Hard. On Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah we, we already got Die Hard to talk about. We already have Die Hard. Yeah, no, we we already have, have the two greatest Christmas movies of all time in Die Hard and Gremlins. Okay, don't don't try to go and roll rock. Gremlins, that's, oh yeah, that's right. It is. Her dad <laughs> dies in the chimney dressed as Santa. It gets me in the holiday spirit like nothing else. Gosh. Death. <laughs> so many movies that take place during Christmas time and you don't think of Christmas movies. So, don't shun me. I've never seen Die Hard all the way through. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, why? I shun you. The I shun you. Shame. Else, I'm not Shame. Shame. I've only cool. seen the end a couple times. You just don't want to see Snape die, do you? Rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Hans <laughs> always be Hans Gruber. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, so I was hoping to get that done this year, so we'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still time. Oh, yeah. I I want to talk about my movies that I like. Yes, Tyler, the floor is yours. Well, I brought up A Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. I like that one. That one's like a nice callback. That's I got nostalgia for that one. That one's always on TV, uh, so I would always watch it. You don't like it. You don't. It is. It's a dull. It can be a dull movie. I can understand that. I. But it's. It's kind of like I think that one's more like a weird cult classic I, kind of way. That mm. one's a weird one to me because I did not see it until I was in high school. And for me it's not even that it's dull. Mm. It just yeah. feels I don't know. It, we were talking about Bumblebee a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and how I view that as the new standard for nostalgic films. Because it didn't try hard to call back to a lot of elements of the 80s. It just was made like an 80s film. Yeah. A Christmas Story is the first film that I found myself hating that was done as a period piece. Because it just... It just felt like everything was so forced. And it didn't understand any of the charm of that time period. Like... The Red Rider BB gun is honestly a piece of Americana. Mm-hmm. You can work with that. But the film doesn't really know how to handle those elements. And it just feels like, oh, we're referencing something from this. We're referencing something from that. And the storytelling just feels disjointed to me. I understand why people like it. I'm really not saying that it is a terrible film. I don't think it's a bad film. I just think that it is delightfully inoffensive. It wasn't really a Christmas movie I grew up with when I was younger, so I didn't really watch it until I was much older. Yeah, like, I I don't hmm. want to sound like I, I... I don't hate this movie. I just don't see the appeal. It just feels overrated to me. But I understand why people like it, and I don't judge somebody for it. I like Venom. It's a terrible film. Uh, Venom, uh, on the in the, bof, uh, in the box office... Venom did very well, so I, apparently it, it's... No, the audience scores really liked it, and I, yep. once again, get that. I'm one of those guys that liked the movie. I like I the movie, too. critically say it's terrible. So, for, yeah, but that's critics. Sorry, um, I watched it as an adult, and I don't think it's really appropriate for children. You know, like, I, yeah. I wouldn't have been allowed to watch that as a kid. It did so. come out in the 80s, so I don't know what to yeah. say. It's, it's, it's an something. 80s. It is an 80s film. Um... But like, uh, it's just it was on. But it's, that's like it's saying so- don't watch. You can't show the beginning, the first three seasons of Sesame Street to kids nowadays because 
<laughs> like yeah, that's that's, that's meant for kids. I don't know if the uh, I don't know if it literally uh, says on the on the first for on the DVDs for the for the original three couple of seasons, not suitable for children. Oh, because it was in the sixties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, eighties. I should say. No, uh, it was earlier than that. Was it earlier than that? Because like, what's the uh, the Christmas story sets takes place in the sixties? Yeah. I think so. 60s, I can't remember. Yeah. So it's like only it's 50s, 60s, and it was made in the 80s. I don't know. It's um it's just it was always on. I think that's what it is. Is it's it's like a weird nostalgia of like that was just one of the movies that was always on. It's got tons of quotable lines that you just know where you'll shoot your eye out. Or the dad bringing home the uh lampshade that's the lady's leg. Ah, fragile. Yeah. Ugh. So it's it's just a bunch of things. So I think it's like it's like a cult, like I um cult classic, a cult favorite. It's, yeah, yeah. Because I, I I do understand it. Like nothing really happens. It's just a story. Just yeah, it's a day in the life story. <laughs> it's it's kind of a weird one too because this is a film that was not. This is a this is the closest thing that our generation has to. Uh, it's a wonderful life. Because this film was not really a big success at the box office. Not as bad of her, not as bad at the box office as It's a Wonderful Life. But yeah, MGM just kind of dumped this thing out anywhere to go and recoup the losses that they had on it just in marketing alone. Like it made enough to cover the cost of the film, but not enough to cover marketing or any of the extended contract stuff. So yeah, they've let places like TNT go and do 24-hour marathons over the years. And it's grown a quite the or the quite the cult following. And yeah. that I get. You know, coming from humble beginnings, I actually think it's not that bad. But now it's hit this point of ultimate saturation where you had a Broadway show made of it. You had a live TV special made of it, and a terrible sequel. <laughs> Oh, no, I do oh, actually. They, they, I guess they're all—they all have terrible sequels. But some of you like the sec- sequel better than the original on yeah. some of these movies, because um, like <laughs> I, I guess that's the vein of those movies. Like, because uh, there's again, uh, it's a wonderful life, and then even before that is like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Mm. Although that one was a financial success from the go. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the only way you can compare a Christmas Story and a Wonderful Life. Any more comparison between those two, and. I'm yeah. gonna have to start defending "It's a Wonderful Life" because that movie is no, no masterpiece. That really good. that is Frank Capra's greatest film. That movie makes me cry like a bitch and want to be a good person. It it makes that, me feel things in this dark, cold heart of mine. That that's what I mean. That is wait. Well, you have a heart. Carol is my favorite. That will still stand out as being everyone has a heart. Movie ever made. It's just the best. And it's a shame, too, because Hollywood really tried to bury that film. Uh, there were a lot of studios that were throwing stuff out there to try to block it from getting into a lot of theaters. There weren't multiplex cinemas at the time. That thing was a disaster. The studio who owned the rights to it actually let the license lapse. And now it's in the public domain. That's the reason why you see that all over the place. And thank God that one has grown the cult following that it has. So it's essentially the same thing as what was that that other really classic one that nobody liked? It's a Wonderful Life, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. That's but what that's, we're talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you weren't like, listening. I'm, I'm, I want to f- Matt Damon. One more thing about It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Christmas movies now they do the whole true meaning of Christmas message, uh, because it's expected of them. I feel like It's a Wonderful Life is so much more genuine. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's old or maybe I'm more cynical about newer movies being money-grubbing. But it's more wholesome and not just like a force like, oh, they all saw the true meaning of Christmas with friends and family and love. You know, like, it. it, I don't know. Does anyone else agree that that's more authentic or is it just a feeling I get? But that's what started it. Listen, this is a film that came out in 1946. The world was still reeling from World War II at that point. And especially for Americans, because remember, right after World War II from 1945 to 1946, 
we had the highest unemployment ever because all of those military uh, manufacturing jobs disappeared overnight. So we were over 50% unemployment for about six months. Things were not good immediately following the war. And you had a lot of contention going through most of 1946. It's a Wonderful Life. Frank Capra was told, don't make this movie. You are sinking your entire life savings into this. Nobody is going to want to see this. Nobody is going to want something that's talking about hope and charity and honesty. And nobody wants everything. to spend money to go to the film at this time. At the, at this time. Yeah, no, that's just it. So everybody was looking for something to distract them from some of the pain of real life. And then you have a film that really jumps at it. And Hollywood did not want this to be a success. They didn't want this uniquely, you know, American picture as it's now being referred to as, because it is this idyllic world. And it's like, yeah, it's insane. A two hour movie at that time period was kind of crazy, but it was so honest and so genuine. And James Stewart put his entire career on hold to do this movie. From the director to the writers to the actors, it's such an honest and heartfelt movie. I love it. This is the gold standard for cinema as a whole, not just Christmas music or not just Christmas movies. I love it. I just love it. If you haven't seen it out there, anybody in Radio Land, watch it. Also to our Japanese listeners, there is actually a very good Japanese dub of this. Don't ask me how I know that. If there was exactly how you mean English, they wouldn't need the Japanese dub. Mm -hmm. Because if they understand our English podcast, they can watch an English movie. True. You have a good point there. I just happen to know from the LimeWire days that there is a very good Japanese dub of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's a that's a throwback right there. It all makes lots of sense, actually. That makes. There was a while you couldn't get this movie on DVD, and trying to find a VHS copy was very difficult. Online retail was not the same way back then. I was trying to I was trying to download some very nasty porn, and I got a wonderful life in Japanese subs. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's exactly how it goes. You can swap that back and forth, and that's it's both true. Since we were already talking about my first pick already for a good amount of minutes, yeah, <laughs> Wonderful Life was the movie I was going to go with for one of my favorites. Oh, well, nice! That's what you get for going oh, last. Expand. expand upon why you like it. So this goes back to when I was really pretty young, actually. Um, Personal story. We always did Christmas when uh, together. We still do it as a family, and tradition on Christmas Eve, we'd always watch It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Because we had a VHS copy of it. But um, it was just a beautiful movie. Like, every single time I watch it, I always get still little misty eyes about it. Because the story is just amazing. Because it's not really just about the Christmas spirit or the meaning of family and friendship and all that stuff. It's like every one of your... You uh, affect other people's lives. And sometimes you don't realize that until it's taken. And it just does a great job of doing it. I just love watching that movie with uh, my family. It's great. But um, especially like we all hope that we have that one person, that guardian angel looking out for us. So what I'm hearing here is you're telling people to skip the Ashton Kutcher butterfly effect and just watch It's a Wonderful Life. Pretty much. I'm with you. <laughs> but it's just, it's just great, especially the way the movie was shot. But it's about hope. It's about... You should still watch Butterfly Effect, though. But just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you had to pick one, you'd pick pick mm-hmm. a wonderful life. And then my second or the second favorite Christmas movie I always watch a bunch of times this year is White Christmas. Mm-hmm. Still one of my favorites to this day. The singing, the dancing, the humor in it is amazing. Bing Cosby. Mm-hmm. All those guys are fantastic in it. Bing Cosby. Fun fact, I was in a theatrical version of White Christmas. Nice. Mm-hmm. I was I didn't have like a part. I was like I just did the dancing and I learned how to tap dance and the singing. And I was a soprano then, and I tried to sing those parts the other day, and it did not sound good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am no longer a first soprano, but you know, it was really fun. Hmm. That's a good one too. That one's sweet. Bing Crosby is the Christmas. He is the voice of Christmas. He really is. 
There's one little video that I always think of whenever I think of Bing Crosby, and it's the David Bowie mashup that they did of uh, Little Drummer Boy and um, what was the other half of that song? Uh, I can never remember now. Yeah, but um, I guess it wasn't that memorable to you. No, it was Bing Crosby and uh, David Bowie. Hold on, I got to figure out the uh, Peace on Earth. That's what it was. Mm. And it is such a classic duet. It is amazing. If you ever get a chance to watch that on YouTube, you should go watch it right away. It's so good. No one's brought up um, French. Mm-hmm. I did. He brought up the animated special, yeah. The animated special? Yeah. Oh, I didn't say that. I'm not saying that the... Uh, the uh, I didn't say that the uh, Jim Carrey version was bad or anything. I just like the original better. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Grinch song is a jam. It oh, is. God. Our local rock radio station, actually, apparently somebody in the early morning at like 620 in the morning, they do a um, they do a special request of whatever their listeners want to listen to. And someone suggested uh, rock. um, I think it was like a metal version of the Grinch. I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was actually really good. Mr. Grinch. Hmm? I know. I know the song. You know exactly uh, which one I'm talking about. Yeah, it's by uh, fuck, who's that? What's the name of the band? I know the band. I, I, I yeah, I know. I've yeah, seen a million so, covers in a million genres on YouTube. Yeah, it was so mm-hmm. good yeah. that everybody was like, because they also do another request in the morning show two hours later at eight twenty in the morning, and apparently everyone's like, play it again. <laughs> so they did. <laughs> It's the I can only imagine of Christmas music. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I like the Jim Carrey one. I wanted to talk about the Jim Carrey one. Because that was one Some of the lines in the Jim Carrey one are just funny. Yes. Like I watch well that one all the time. And even though he's got so much makeup on his face, he's still expressive as ever. And yeah, yeah it's also another just quotable movie. So, That's... yeah. And music. And there's music into it. And then and that Lucy... The uh, uh, little Lou Who is now just when she grew up, she became a rock singer in a band. She hot. <laughs> she hot though. Yeah, I don't know. I think that was that was when they were starting to do a lot of Doctor Zeus movies to actual movies. That so that, that was, was the one that really started things. Because yeah, for the record, this is one actually. I say reviewers be damned. I love it. <laughs> I really do. It's a good movie. I, I, why would reviewers hate it? I I don't know. Like. This is My one where DVD. I will say, from the argument of, is it a Dr. Seuss movie? Arguably not, because it what? is very different in how it approaches themes. There's a lot more mature themes in it than would ever be in Dr. Seuss. We know Dr. Seuss's widow hated it. I, I get those little things, but that's also what makes it memorable in a lot of respects. Like, the original is... The animation is flawless. It is a spectacle to behold. And if you had to compare the two, okay, it probably is the better of the two, but I don't think you can really directly compare them because you're talking about two different takes. Yes. On the same story. They are very different. And yeah, yeah, I I think there was, this is like the, it was the first time they're trying to do a Dr. Zeus to live action. And it was just the idea of it's just like, what? So, They did take some crazy liberties and had to extend the story itself to be long enough, too, because... More than just, like, a 9, 10-page story? Yeah, Yeah, that's just it. The 27-minute original animation. Which are... Hour and a half long requirement for a theatrical cut. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear something interesting about uh, that particular... The makeup artist that that put the... Stuff on Jim Carrey? On Jim Carrey? He had to check into therapy afterwards <laughs> because of how badly he was treated. Oh, my God. Okay, so I remember when the teaser trailer came out for the movie in theaters, and this was like a year ahead of release, and just on how dark it was, you know, you had the classic Christmas or music playing in the background, and at the end of it, you see the back of Jim Carrey as the Grinch's head, and he turns around and gives you that crazy smile. And it's like, that gave me nightmares for like a week. <laughs> oh oh no, my god. I had to see that movie just because of how much it messed me the freak up. Uh, 
but yeah, comparing the two of them is really tough because one of them is actually a bit of a drama, mm-hmm. and the other one is just a faithful retelling of a children's book. Yeah, to compare the two is difficult, and I think going and saying that one is better than the other is somewhat of a disingenuous argument. That's like comparing the Illuminations version that just came out, which is about the favorite movie I've ever seen. For a second there, I thought you were going to say Illuminati version. I'm like, what? I heard heard the newest Grinch movie is sort of... That's just it. Like, everything they do, it's just meh. It's safe. It does nothing. It doesn't push anything. The Grinch isn't even a bad guy in it. No, he's more of a jerk in there, which is honestly pretty entertaining in some scenes. Yeah, th- there's some moments, but it just it doesn't go quite far enough. It could be great, but it just doesn't doesn't go for it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I can A see word that. of warning, real quick. Um, you should never watch the original Grinch with me. Because Why? I will talk with the whole thing. I have it basically memorized. That's awesome. Uh, talk with it. So. So, in other words, do it. I I will be very annoying. <laughs> just put the put the TV it's like, on. It's like it's like for Tyler, it it's like going to a movie with me. Like, <laughs> what you just you just make weird noises. You're not. You're not reciting. During the film. You, yeah, it's yeah. That'd be different. This is her. Where I could, if I think the way she's saying it, you can mute the movie and she'll just say the lines for you. Which would be entertaining. Oh yeah, good point. Actually, you yeah. you just make weird noises and then like react to it as if the TV is talking to you, and you will respond back to the TV. Yeah, I do have that really bad habit. What are you doing here? I'm watching a movie. The TV is not talking to you, Cole. <laughs> I've not actually oh, done that in a very very long time. So yeah, uh, you did that in Power Rangers. Cole takes it upon did himself I? You to did be that the in entire Rangers. cast. Cole takes it upon himself to be the entire cast of Mystery Science Theater. That'd be awesome. <laughs> he does. He's a one-man show. That would be pro, horrible. And, oh, oh, I'm so ashamed. We are, we are in Power Rangers, the movie. And Don't tell this. The, Dude, the you, whole, it's already been told. Yeah. I haven't heard it. Oh, okay, yeah. So it was, uh, what scene was it? It was a scene where something really crazy happened. The whole theater was quiet. And then I there is Cole. Cole. No, I'm putting it out. Let him finish. I Cole, can't hear this. I'm putting my headphones out. Uh, very loudly. Um, oh, I can't quite remember what he said now. He's <laughs> just like, oh shit, no, like that, like <laughs> very loudly. Um, oh, what what scene was it? It was it was an important scene in the movie where like everything had like gone wrong, and the whole whole was thing after, was quiet. What, was it when Billy died? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that movie. Yeah, you died that briefly. Is, yeah, it's like around there. It's just like that. It's just like everyone was quiet, and just you just hear Cole. Yeah, just saying out loud. Yeah, just, they're, they're going and playing uh, "Lean on Me" as they're carrying his corpse away. Yeah, yeah. So it was that that kind of scene, and so we're all just in it, and Cole's just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Hold me right out of there. What the shit? (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Sorry. Sorry, Cole. It needed to be said. Okay. Probably didn't actually need to be said. Also, I can't unmute you, so I'm sorry. You're going to have to do that yourself. Oh, well. He can do do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, I I don't have the power to unmute you. Rob, I don't think you've given us your favorite movies yet. You've just kind of commented on all of ours. Well, I got to be honest here because you guys have hit a lot of my favorites. And while there's a few in there that I'm not really a big fan of. But isn't that the thing? There are only so many good Christmas movies. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. You can go and make a Christmas movie out of anything. Yeah, I did. I do actually. I did actually remember the name of the other film that I was talking about. Oh, it's not a favorite, but I wanted everybody's thoughts on it because it seems to be a classic. It's National Lampoon. It's Christmas Vacation. Mm. That I love that one, but I also grew up in the era of the National Lampoon movies, the uh, uh, serial publication. It's all the right kinds of offensive. Mm-hmm. and inoffensive all at the same time <laughs> like the, those movies just all struck a good chord and even though National Lampoon died a horrible horrible death at its own hands 
I still stand by vacation, Christmas vacation, Vegas vacation, European vacation. Those are just awesome. Oh, Animal House. I always forget about Animal House. Animal House. I liked Animal House. <laughs> Did they do Attack of the Nerds? Or was that not National Lampoon? Revenge of the Nerds? No, no. That was that was different. Okay. Same era, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, the National Lampoons, they were. That, oh, that was... shit. Uh, God. Uh, National Lampoons had Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds in it. Um what? Hey. What was that movie? Um, Van Wilder. Oh, oh yeah. Oh god, I always forget that that's a National Lampoon. That was that film is entertaining. I like I, that one. I still don't count that as a National Lampoon's movie. It's the second crazy. one is even less of a National Lampoon movie. It's just a regular yeah. movie. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You're throwing me off there. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> What? What? Oh, yeah. It's like oh, right, right. I forgot about that one. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to go on all the ones that. Um, yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, yeah, I. I don't know Christmas movies. I mean, we've nailed a lot of my favorites. There's really only two other ones that I would talk about that haven't been brought up so far, and I suspect that they're films that probably most of you haven't seen. I might be wrong on one of them, but the other one I'd be really surprised by. What are they? Uh, so there's two movies that I consider to be modern Christmas classics. One of them is Elf. Love it, paid it, whatever. It is a Christmas classic, and it is... I've liked what they've done with it. I even liked when uh, Mark Hamill uh, and... Uh, God, I'm trying to remember who uh, actually produced this. I think it was Dan Harmon uh, produced a stop motion Rankin Bass style special based on Elf. That was really well done. I loved that. And the musical was really good too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that uh, over. I think that was at the Fifth Avenue a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, but that's kind of a side point. So Elf is one. The other one is a film that got a decent hall at the box office but i never hear anybody talk about it anymore and that's arthur christmas so oh, anybody really? oh i've never seen that i remember that one yeah, yeah that, that was a good christmas music movie that, yeah that's one i get that it is kind of forgettable but it just got the messaging right which is my big problem with a lot of christmas movies you can have a lot of films that are set around christmas and have vaguely Christmas-like uh, lessons, morals, and all that stuff. But this one just did a nice job. This multiple generations of the Santa Claus family and this kind of scrawny kid that's, you know, the next in line. And I liked it. It was it was weirdly charming. Line. I can actually say that that's one of my films because I've got like 10 movies I need to see during the Christmas season every year. And that's like number 10 on the list. Hmm. That thing is like, there are so many Christmas movies, but I do know that one. And it is, yeah, it's a good movie. And it does talk about the, the whole effects of Christmas and uh, the true meaning of it. And I, I agree with you. It's a good movie, but I, it's yeah. weird. Cause it just doesn't have that. Like, it doesn't like have a it, yeah, it feels like a Christmas movie you could watch in July. It it kind of does, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's got that kind of feel. So, I, I would it's... say there might be a third modern Christmas classic, but I am not sure it's going to hold up as well, even a year um, from now. I'm yeah. just not sure. Are you talking like the new uh, Christmas Chronicles? That's actually it. Yeah, because mm. that one, it's cheesy. But it's the right kind of cheesy. I I'm noticing it it does make sense because now it's Netflix is doubling down on Christmas movies. So they have what three Netflix. Christmas movies coming out or just came out that are all Netflix original stuff. Yeah. And so that's one of them. So they got like a that one looks like the comedy version. You have one that's like the uh, sappy, uh, really feely version, and then you have one that's like a chick flick. 
Yeah. And the chick flick's based on a book, so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Which is already a sequel. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. It looks it looks like uh looks like a good movie. I could see it becoming a cult movie. Uh, yeah. like one of the cult Christmas movies. Um because like that's how else do you do? It's got a movie that's got to come out, and everyone's got to see it, and it's got to just kind of twinge and connect with Christmas in such a way. So to the point where if Netflix, like the only way I could see them doing it is if Netflix only kept it out seasonally, and then the movie just disappeared, and then it came back out seasonally, and yeah, that would yeah. be a way to really connect it to Christmas and thus connect the culture to it, so that yeah. it would be a Christmas movie, not a christmas movie that's on netflix at all times and you could watch whenever yeah it's it's an interesting film because it's cheesy if this came out in the 90s i know that this would be like one of the biggest christmas movies ever i don't know if something like this still has legs today Mm. but i like the fact that the film knew how to set up the scene the opening to it sets the mood for the whole rest of the film. And it makes the magic and whimsy feel very welcome versus forced. And that's something that I feel with Arthur Christmas. That's something I feel with Elf. It's something that I feel with most of the Rankin Bass movies. Because those films don't exactly start off happy. No, no. Yeah, I mean, especially like Rudolph, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, uh, Year Without a Santa Claus. Uh, the Burger Meister, Meister Burger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's like they know how to set the mood and it makes you welcome and want to have this mystical element come into it. And I love them for that reason. Um, although Christmas Chronicles was not the other film I wanted to talk about. Um I'm actually surprised more people here haven't seen it. It wasn't Guardians of the Galaxy? The Guardians. Rise of the Guardians. Rise of the Guardi- Guardians. I see that more as an Easter movie. <laughs> like, it technically does take place on Easter yeah. for half the movie. Now, did anyone here see Krampus? Mm-hmm. That, no. that might that be. That horror movie took place during Christmas. comedy. <laughs> There are horror, uh, uh, horror Christmas movies too. Those are yeah. pretty. Oh cool God, Santa's well. sleigh. What I liked about Krampus. <laughs> yeah. Isn't Can Black I Christmas also technically a horror film? Because mm. people die in that film. Yeah. I don't know. Not not the same kind of thing. I mean, Krampus. Krampus is the anti-Christmas Chronicles. Mm-hmm. There ain't no happy ending. I, I like Michael Doherty's style. I liked Trick or Treat a lot. Uh, even though that was an anthology film, so it's a little bit of a different thing. I just like how he sets a mood. This is a weird one because it's a comedy horror. It's entertaining all the way through. It's well-paced. But I know a lot of people that hate it because it wasn't gory enough. It wasn't graphic enough. Well, it didn't need to really be gory. <laughs> That's just it. It's a PG-13 horror comedy. What more do you need? Krampus? Yeah. I didn't know it was a comedy, though. Yeah, Maybe no, I will no. go see that then. It sounds like that'd be really funny, because I yeah. kind of do like horror comedies. Oh, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's tr- Especially with like the monsters, they're all toys. Yeah. Yeah, without giving too much away, I mean, it's subverting everything you love about Christmas <clears throat> and making it not good. Yep. Yeah, I just, it's a weirdly humble Christmas movie because it's nothing like anything you've seen before. I, I like that one for that reason. Um, I wouldn't go and put it into the category of should be a Christmas classic. Th- this is one I think that is going to date itself very much like Fright Night in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I love that one. Um, and I swear I'm going to stop talking about movies here soon or at least you know me going and interjecting into them, but uh, there's one that I really want to get out because this is one of my favorite films of all time. And it is a Christmas movie, but not in the way that a lot of people think of a Christmas film. Um, it's Joy Noel. 
Has anybody seen this? Came out in 2005. Not me. Did you say Joey Noel? Joey Noel. Okay. <laughs> like J E O L? J O Y E U X, I believe. Hmm. What? <laughs> I yeah. thought you were speaking French, but it, it, I don't... it's not ringing any bells. It, it, it is French. It's Joey Noel. Joey <laughs> Noel. Joy Noel. Yeah. Which Joy Noel. Basically Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is actually a film based on a real life event. Uh it was December 1914, and we're talking about no man's land in World War II. The oh, battle yeah. between the Germans and the Western Alliance. I remember this now. Just a World War One was the worst war. World War Two had a bigger body count, but the horrors of World War One were something on a completely different level. Something the world had never seen before. World War One was terrible. That's really what it comes down to. Anyway, the Pope made a plea to the world that the fighting should stop on Christmas in 1914. It's called the Pope's Truce. And it's one of the few times ever in history that the armies stopped fighting altogether. It was so brutal, so wrong. And quite honestly, in that war, there were no good guys. So that's what caused cause. that. Well, because I because I've always been told of the the, the, like the Christmas Day, everybody stopped shooting. Yeah, and everybody and they like they crossed the boundaries. They traded because they had a dinner in the middle of the fucking no man's land. I heard yeah. they played soccer, and mm-hmm. they played soccer. They played soccer. They sung hymns, but I never realized it was because it was a it was actually a pope play. Yeah, I believe that was uh, the first. Was it the first Pope Benedict? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, that. that's what actually led to that. That's what World War One, right? Yeah. So it's a great film. It's not all that long. I think it's just, well, maybe it's it's like an hour and a half. But it captures the dramatic tensions of what's leading into it, and the good that came from that moment. Pope Pius. Oh, Pius, thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, Benedict, actually... No, 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 it was Be- Benedict, because Benedict actually started started his reign at, in 1914. So, yeah. Oh. That's what I thought. Okay, thank you. It's Sorry, like, I just thought, because they have... The way that they have the dates set up here, they had his date kind of opposite the way they usually do. So okay, yeah. No, that... I looked at it wrong. Yeah, that's... That was one of the worst times in the history of humanity. As bad as things are today, I still consider that to be the lowest that we have ever been as a species. Because at that point, we were just animals. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that World War II was any better, but at least they were clearly good guys and bad guys in that one. And the film really does capture the humanity that still existed even in that moment. And it's largely credited as being one of the big turning points in the war because it actually humanized the other side. And that goes for both elements. So I could go into all of the impacts that that one moment had, particularly in the German army and how ultimately that would lead to the rise of the Nazis and how they were able to, uh, Subvert the populace and uh, kill a lot of the military leaders who helped to end World War One. <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to go there. If you haven't seen this film, it's not the most engaging movie ever. But if you need a little bit of hope and the usual Christmas schlock isn't doing it for you, this is a film that is real. It's earnest. And I think it's as close as you get to a perfect 
documentary style retelling of history because it doesn't try to sugarcoat where it doesn't need to it doesn't make somebody look better than somebody else we're all just people we should find some love at some point i loved it i mean i cried for probably 20 minutes of the movie just because i actually found it beautiful well you can either watch that movie or you could cry through this other movie called silent night deadly night but you'll yes. be crying for different reasons. <laughs> so all these, uh, all these movies, I'm getting a cramp us from exerting myself listening to this. So I would love, actually, if we could wrap the podcast up. Good night, everybody, and Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah if you're already done celebrating that. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy all of it. Happy winter solstice. I think that's uh, this weekend. That is another one, yes. So it will have just happened when we say yeah. this? Actually, yeah. 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 Oh, I know my solstice. Uh, so thank you guys so much. You can listen to us on uh, Spotify 21st. sometime, maybe. Hope, uh, hopefully on Spotify. Hopefully Wait. Spotify. Yeah. Uh, but uh, starting on January 1st, you got iTunes, you've got Google Play Music, SoundCloud for another week and a half. Then mm -hmm. everything will be available on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play Music. All of the previous podcasts will be available on all those formats. Isn't he beautiful, ladies and gentlemen? That's amazing. I've got a couple of things going for me. I might suck at social media, but damn if I'm not good about keeping that podcast updated. <laughs> it's a festivus miracle! I wanna f that demon. <laughs>